Andrew Kelleher from JMI Wealth, a very good morning to you. Yes, very good morning, Mike. Sky City uh, was never going to be pretty when you can't open and roll the dice, eh? No, that's right. Look, we, we've talked about the um, US market stepping through their earnings season at the moment, and, and I would make the comment just quickly that, that actually in isolation, the reporting season over there is going pretty well. I mean, companies generally beating expectations and... Um, and, you know, generally at some stage that's sort of what that fundamental fact will get looked at. Um, but we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk about our local companies. We talked about Kathmandu yesterday and during the trading session yesterday we got the release. So we actually got two of our larger companies, Sky City and, and Contact Energy. Right, it's been a tough few years for Sky City Entertainment Group. What they've had problems with the construction of the International Convention Centre, fires, and now, of course, the global pandemic, which when you are trying to run a hospitality business is a pretty tough environment to operate in. So it was never going to be a simple report. Uh, we're looking at the six months to the end of December 21, so that's the first half of their financial year. Uh, um, I think the understatement of the year would be a high degree of disruption with the New Zealand operations over that period and the local casinos now having to deal with the traffic-like system. And the fact that it, if we say it's a tough period is very much evidenced by the $33.7 million loss, no dividend declares. Mike, let's just look at these numbers just to, to give you the illustration of this. So for the first half year, what are you talking, 180 days? Their Auckland operation was closed for 107 of those 180 days. Hamilton was closed for 65 days. Queenstown was closed for 22 days, and it could get interesting for Queenstown over the next few weeks as well. So, you know, the red traffic-like setting is, is it makes it difficult because it restricts capacity. But on a, on a more encouraging note, when they are able to operate properly, the business demand for their services looks pretty resilient. And we've talked about their online betting initiative before. That's going well. Um, investors, analysts, they were keeping a pretty close eye on the balance sheet because, as I say, it's been a tough operating environment when you're delivering losses and being challenged on that front. Interesting to see they have met their debt covenant tests for December 2021, and they've also renegotiated uh, the variation, the renegotiated variation on those covenants for June 22. So some breathing space there. Uh, share price down 11 cents yesterday at $2.90. Oh, we wish them well. Uh, contact better story. Yeah, good result. Um, numbers very much in line with the guidance given when they spoke recently, and we, we, we reported on that about the progress at the Tauhara geothermal plant. So no surprises. EBITDA uh, earnings, uh, 322 million, 76 million better than last year, 14 cent dividend, looking at 35 cents for the year. One interesting point from their release though, Mike, their base case future assumption, their scenario, is now that the Rio Tinto, the aluminium smelter, remains after 2024. They don't go away. What does that mean? That keeps demand firm and correspondingly prices also. And that's important, Mike, because it gives generators confidence to push ahead with capital projects. Uh, so contact looking at further applications for geothermal consents at Wairaki. And uh, they've got, I think, 600 million megawatts worth of wind projects in the go as well. Share price ended up one cent, uh, which was a weekday for the market yesterday. So pretty good. How about the food prices? Food prices, food prices going through the roof. Can't it's afford petrol, can't afford food. No, don't go anywhere and don't eat. Um, um, walk everywhere and don't eat. We'll all be skinny. Uh, look, key part of the CPI food prices, uh, key part of inflation, uh, just under 19% of the CPI, second biggest after the housing-related group. January food price inflation, 2.7%. Mike, that is not for the year, that is not for the quarter, that is for the month. <laughs>
Biggest <laughs> monthly rise since January 2017. Remove the seasonal impacts because food always goes up in January. Still a 1.1% rise. Yeah. Um, uh, seasonally food prices, uh, the rise is yeah, more than we get usually. Annually food prices at 5.9%. Biggest increase since August 2011. So over 10 years. So we can use the highest level in decades description there. Um, yeah, tomatoes, $7.29 mm. a kilo. What's yeah, going on? Exactly. Well, as Jacinda says, under the red light, life is normal. So what's, um, I'm assuming... What's going on? Yeah, exactly. Now, what uh, What are the numbers? Uh, the Dow Jones, 34,000 as we speak, 598, down 140, 140 points as we speak. Uh, it's about 0.4%. S&P 500 down 12, about a quarter of a percent, 4 410. Actually, it's just bounced a little bit. Uh, the NASDAQ, 13,882. They're up 92 points. Uh, the FTSE 100 lost 1.8% overnight, 7,525. The Nikkei down 2.2%, 27,079. Shanghai Composite down just under 1%, 3,428. Uh, the A6200, oh, that was up yesterday, 7243, and the NZX50 lost 1.8%, a bit of an ugly day, 223 points, 11,950 was the close. Kiwi dollar weaker this morning, 0.6612 against the US, 0.9279 Aussie, 0.5849 euro, 0.4894 pounds, 76.51 yen, gold $1,862.40, and Brent crude still strong, $94.00. And 60 cents. Catch up tomorrow, mate. Appreciate it. JMIWealth.co.nz. Andrew Kelleher, the one and only.